satellite. Transmitting. Broadcasting live. From Coast FM HQ in Gosford, across Australia, and around the world. Home to the world's biggest stars. This is Ava Max, and I am on air with Brandon Atkins. Hey, what's up? I'm Fletcher, and I'm hanging out with Brandon Atkins. Hey, what's going on? We're Loud Luxury. I am Haley Steinfeld. And we're hanging out with Brandon Atkins. What up, you guys? It's Black Bear. Hey, this is Brando, and I'm hanging out with Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Atkins. Brandon Atkins. And the hottest hits at night. And the This is the On Air with Brendan Atkins show. I did a road trip down there. Oh, yeah? Where did you go? Wollongong. Yeah, but where in Wollongong? Like, there was, we just went to this lookout on a big hill and I fell asleep because I was so tired because it was a big trip. That's the end of the story. (laughs) Emergency alert. Please stand by. Q Satellite. Happy Good Friday. Hi, Lena. Hello. How are you, all right? Good, good, good. Good to be here. Long, Long weekend. Good Friday. Long weekend vibes. Oh, man, I've been waiting for this weekend. This, like, the last two weeks I've been waiting for this weekend. Why? Anything special oh, happening just, this weekend? Just the, well, apart from Easter. I'm seeing Housekey. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, I know who he is. He's in Sydney. Yeah. So exciting. Whereabouts he playing in Sydney? I honestly don't know. I'll get back to you on that. How could you not know where he's... Because I worked that out later in the week, you know? Are you going by yourself? No. Oh, who are you going with? Lucky. All right. Oh, great. Oh, another thing I'm not invited to. (laughs) Right. Left out the loop on this one again. All right. Okay. (laughs) No, I mean you don't know where it is. No, I don't. I can look it up right now. Yeah, do it. All right. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, oh, God, what am I doing? Well, I don't think I'm working. I think I've taken work off, you know, give myself you think a... you have? You I, don't know yet? Yeah, well, no, nothing's usually locked in until the last minute. But, you know, it's a long weekend, you know, spend it with fam or, you know, do something. What's the weather like this it's, weekend, it's, actually? Meant to be a nice weekend. Oh, look at that. Sunshine, warm. Yeah. What yeah. about Easter? Yeah, we haven't even mentioned that. It's Easter. Yeah, it's Easter. Happy Easter. Happy it's going to be at the Lansdowne Hotel oh, in Chippendale. Now, with Easter, like, do you, like, is it a normal thing to say Happy Easter, like Merry Christmas? Yeah, it doesn't really happen. Or Happy come Valentine's Day? No, you don't, you don't, I don't feel that. Because I was in the pub the other day, mm-hmm. and I heard someone over my shoulder he said to me, he was talking to a group of friends, oh, well, Happy Easter, mate. Hope it's a good one for you. And I'm thinking, oh, like, uh, you know, like, I know it's a religious holiday and, you know, it is celebrated in certain circles, but, you know, like, like the same sentiment as, like, you know, Happy Halloween or Happy Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even say Halloween comes... Like, I feel like Halloween and Easter are in the same category as being weird to say Happy something. Mm. Like, Christmas and Happy New Year, definite. Yeah. You don't say Happy Easter very often, Happy Halloween or Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, maybe Happy Valentine's Day a bit more. Yeah. Easter and... Halloween. Yeah, I just, I've never heard anyone say Happy Easter, and I was, uh, my ears pricked up. Oh, yeah, know, oh, this is, you know, I don't see those things on a Hallmark card at the news agency. Although, when was the last time I was in a news agency looking at Easter cards? Mm. So, you know, maybe. Yeah, do people, are there Easter cards? 
They Do used to be. send each other Easter cards? No, they used to be. Got to check that out next yeah. time I'm hanging around Kmart or something. Yeah, we'll just go... Just, yeah, wow. Anyways, yeah, just go show things change. You, we just, you know, <laughs> you're off the grid for an X amount of time and things just magically change. Yeah. Anyways. Um... Great show for a good Friday. A great show. Mm-hmm. It is a great show. Uh, Carly Page, so she's been on the show a few times this year. Yes. We love Carly. Yes. Great friend. Uh, she'll be zooming in to play True Confessions, which we haven't even done this year. Yeah, it's been a while. It's, but we've gotten to April and haven't played True Confessions. Saving it for Carly. We can't wait. Be mm. so excited. I wonder if she's easy to sort of, you know, detect yeah. if she's lying yeah, or I not. Yeah, I remember last time we talked to her, she was very nervous about this game. So we'll see how good she is. Uh, also, uh, we're going to introduce you to a Sydney musician by the name of Nora. Um, she's got kind of like Dua Lipa, Chelsea Warner vibes. Nice. I love, yeah. So we'll have a chat with her a little bit later as well. Uh, what else is coming up? Oh, when is it, how many times a week should you get takeout? Yes. Now, is this a fat joke thing at me? Because you no, know I like getting KFC. No, it's not about you. It's about me. Oh. My family, I live with my parents and they've gone away. And yes, I have lived out of home before. But, man, cooking for yourself, I don't know about it. All right. Well, we'll do that a little bit later in the show. As we always do, let's kick off the show with a new track. And this is a brand new offering from Julia Michaels. It's called All the Exes here at Coast FM. 11 after 6. Julia Michaels, All the Exes. On air with Brandon Atkins. The Feed. Let's go. All right, it's just gone quarter after six for your Good Friday. Lena's got the feed for us now. What you looking at this week? I sure do. Um, Brisbane entered a three-day lockdown this week due to coronavirus numbers continuing to grow after 10 cases were found on Sunday evening. Unfortunately, it is the UK strain, which is highly infectious. Mm. But it's really good to see that um, the... Government has come onto it real strong. Yeah, there's no no crap this time. I don't know how I feel about all these snap lockdowns all the time. When I saw it on the news on Monday, oh, they've gone into a three day lockdown. I, I I rolled my eyes. I thought, oh, do we really need to be going back into a snap lockdown? Mm. You know, this this stuff doesn't happen here in New South Wales. It's like, well, that's because we've been lucky. No, but like if there's COVID cases, you know, we don't go into it. Like there's two cases. Oh, the whole city locks down. This is ten. Yeah, but, you know, that's, that's happened here before we ever gone into a lockdown. I don't think so. I think the last one was only, yeah, only two, a couple. And then we just handled it because they were in hotel quarantine. But this one, I think there was four from overseas transmission, which mm. have brought the UK strain. And then the rest were from community. But this is, it's scary because they don't, like, people have been out in the community while they've had the virus. So they're trying to contain it the best way possible. Mm. I don't know. We'd have to look into logistics. Maybe the New South Wales cases were straight from the airport, straight into hotels. We'll, get, we'll, we'll reach out to Gladys and get her on the show. Dead set. Come on. Yeah, don't we'll, overpromise, would you? Well, I'll try let's, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try. Let's we'll come try. back in two weeks' time. Gladys will be on the show. The next story is a fibro. Fibro home in Sydney just sold for $4 million. So there's great hope for us. What's fibro? Fibro, it's the material that it's made out of. Fibro. I don't know. It's like a thinner material. It's not... What's so special about it? It's not special. It's a very, uh, I guess... You would probably find it in Tookley, the like a lot of fibro houses. Oh, single out Tookley. Oh well, I don't mean to. You you see them in Tookley, okay? Oh, I've just okay. I need to look it up. What fibro means? 
Um, I'll get to it okay. later on in we'll the show, back. but it's not a high quality material, so people okay. prefer their houses made out of bricks. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the real estate who sold the home was completely surprised. It was beyond anything he expected <laughs> because he was hoping that he'd get something around three million. And then, obviously, this is an investor purchasing this place. It's yeah. in the suburb called Putney in Parramatta. It's oh, yeah. overlooking Parramatta River. That's lovely. Then. And, yeah, within that area, so many old fibro houses have been knocked down and mm. mansions have been built. So the person's obviously not buying it for the fibro home. It's all about the location. Yeah. But $4 million. Wow. wow. How are we ever going to buy a house in this generation? Never. We'll be at home until we're 60. Bloody renting. Yeah. Anyway, next story, Uber in London is now offering customers a green option when travelling. And I thought this was an awesome thing because electric cars are very famous right now in Europe. Yeah, so um, Uber is actually funding some drivers to switch to greener cars. Well, anyone that wants to switch to greener cars, they're helping with some of the costs for that. So it's their way to play it forward when cleaning up urban transport. Yeah, the one thing I don't like about green or electric cars, you can't hear them. Oh, you can't? You can't hear them. Oh, so, really? get this right. A few weeks ago, Red Bus Services, shout out to the Red Bus oh, drivers that are mm-hmm. listening at the moment. There's a few that listen. Um, there was an electric bus that they had as a trial run for a different thing, not to, for the bus itself, but they were trialling technology. And I'm sitting at the bus stop, minding my own business, and obviously you'd hear the bus come down the hill or around the corner. No, nope, I couldn't hear it. I was on my phone. You had to toot the horn, and he was right, it was like in front of me. Yeah. I didn't even hear it pull up. Wow, it's funny how obviously we don't we take for granted that our senses are so like in tune with things. Yeah, and then now and you that, could get that, run over because you didn't hear it coming. Exactly, People's, and that electric bus hasn't been seen since. Mm, it hasn't. No, haven't seen it since. Uh, in your small world, maybe it's out in the other parts of the coast. Maybe, but I haven't seen it, so maybe I don't know. I had a few complaints, maybe. Mm, we'll see. Um, <laughs> over the past two weeks, two tonnes of rubbish have been collected from our Patonga coastline thanks to a program called Simply Homeschool, which is a group of homeschool kids actually helped with this two-tonne cleanup on the Hawkesbury River. Wow. Crazy after all the floods. Yeah, because a lot of rubbish is sort of washed up on Edelong, Yamina, Pearly, Yeah, I saw Patonga. a couch. Yeah, a Yamina. couch. A dead cow washed up on Yamina the oh, other day. No. There's been fridges as well. Yeah, I was on the train the other day coming back from Sydney. and well, Sorry, this is last week. Mm. And uh, yeah, there you go. saw a fridge just in the Hawkesbury, oh, just under the train line. You seriously saw that? Yeah, I Did laughed. you film it? No. I laughed. Well, you laugh. The animals might get trapped in no, there. No, no, no. I laughed at the fact that it's just, it's something you would not see every yeah. day. Like, I had to do a double tag and go, oh, God, it's a, it's a Pikeal fridge going under there. Um, like, obviously, we saw it in the news, but it really gives you context as to how hard people got yeah. hit that they've owned it fridges. It is sad what happens. Fridges is floating out of the house into the Hawkesbury. Yeah. That's, it, it is that's sad next what level. Yeah. Um, this is a crazy story, my last story. Right. It's so weird. Mm. Over the weekend, the Central Coast Council, the previous weekend, obviously, mm-hmm. has reported that hundreds of people illegally passed over the Terrigal Boardwalk because there was a false grand opening claim. That was on Facebook. And I saw this at live at the time on Sunday. Yeah. This guy by the name of Michael Sharp. Oh, single him out. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it's all over Facebook. He posted in 23 different Facebook groups all over the Central Coast, all over Australia, like Hunter, New South Wales, Adelaide. Oh, you could see it when you look at the post. What, saying Everywhere it's open? He shared, he's just saying, oh, what a beautiful sight. He posted a photo with him and his family saying, Terrigal top day of the opening of their Terrigal boardwalk. Big crowds making the most of the sunshine. Oh, and look at this guy stirring the pot. And 
it's really weird because I did a stalk on him and he, people people are commenting on the Central Coast Council's um, status because yeah. the Central Coast Council said, for, all, for everyone, all the residents need to know it has not opened. People trespassed yesterday wow. and people were commenting saying, well, how come some local politician has crossed it and posted everywhere? And then other people are responding saying he's not even a local politician. He just looks like one. His Facebook page is set up with like this profile photo like this. Oh. And he's got a, his website has photos of him. He has a website about how he volunteers, mentors, speaks at events. He's got photos with Gladys Berejiklian, a lot of other local MPs. Oh, in the crowd. Yeah, it's interesting because people are thinking that he's like under the radar to be like someone that's going to pop up mm. as an electorate or whatever. Look, he, look at his website. He really poses himself. Oh, um, look at him. He looks familiar. I think I know him. And it's interesting that out of if he's trying to do well in like the local po- politics Circles. scenes, he should not be trespassing and advertising in 23 different Facebook groups. Very weird. And maybe he's getting followers. He wants some followers oh, or attention. Oh, he'd definitely be getting attention, that's for sure. People aren't happy about it at all. Interesting. And then there's also people wondering if the photo's photoshopped because... The girl in the photo quite, looks quite out of proportion into the rest. I don't know. There's a little, little bit of controversy around there, but it's interesting for a Central Coast story, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. That's brilliant. I love that. That's great. Oh, and for everyone to, just for a heads up, it is officially set to open in three weeks' time. Oh, okay, great. Yes. So it's not open yet. Right, so soon. There we go. Right, Wraps lovely. up the feed. Thank you, Lena. Uh, stick around the E3 up next. Uh, the sexiest bald person alive has been named... It's not who you expect, Lena. Who would I expect? Oh, I was I thinking know. of, like, Jason Stratton or something. No, it's not him. Okay. I'll tell you after Maroon 5 and Megan The Stallion. This is their brand new offering, Beautiful Mistakes, here at the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. It's beautiful stuff. On Air around Australia. This is the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Maroon 5 and Megan The Stallion teaming up for Beautiful Mistakes. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Rihanna. This is Calvin All right, looking like a great weekend weather-wise. Tops of 27 degrees for your Saturday. Uh, This week, surgical group Longavita have dubbed the Duke of Cambridge, Prince William, the sexiest bald man after analysing Google searches and finding that Prince William and the word sexy scored over 17 million returns. He beat out the likes of Jason Statham, Pitbull, Michael Jordan. I don't know. Prince William, sexiest man alive, Alina? Nah, Harry's sexier than him. You reckon? Mm. Come on! I think they're bad as each other. Nah, Harry, for me. You reckon? Yeah. I like a scraggy bit bit of hair here and there. I'd like to know, like, what committee decided, like, based on Google search. It's a big deal. Yeah, they just make a whole announcement, overrule all the other bold guys out there trying their best to be hot. (laughs) What can you do? I'll be bored one day. I'll guarantee Um, The number two story, Ed Sheeran and his young family recently jetted into Australia. Um, Mm. He was at the Michael Gadinsky funeral last week. Um, Oh, beautiful. Oh, did you watch it? I watched watched a bit of the live stream because I joined it a bit late because I forgot about it. Yeah. But, uh, oh, beautiful. Anyways, it's been reported that Sheeran had teamed up with Julia Roberts to save money on their mandatory 14-day quarantine and decided to bunk together, both families, in the one one, uh, house. 
Julia Roberts? Yeah. So wow, according- what an experience, both of them. Yeah, so according to the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, Ed, his family and Julia decided to isolate together at the Swerveson Estate on the Hawkesbury River. Costs about $6,000 per night. Uh, Julia's currently in town to film a new movie with Sean Penn. But uh, yeah, Ed Sheeran and Julia Roberts bunking down for two weeks. Who would have thought? What? Yeah. On the Hawkesbury River? Yeah. What? This is this is pretty woman. Mm. What? Everyone's Ed Sheeran. A, everyone's in Australia at the moment. Did you see uh, on Daily Mail last week, uh, Russell Crowe, well, it's given he was there because he owns this football club, but Rusty, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Isla Fisher, Natalie Portman, Jeff Goldblum. They were all at the Rabbitohs game last week yeah. in, the, in the box set. Everyone's in town at the moment. This is mm. Hollywood now. Mm. We, we are Hollywood. Yeah. Right. We've probably got the world's lowest COVID cases in westernized countries anyway. So, yeah, they're all coming here. Uh, and the number one story, the Veronica's announced this week they plan to release two new albums entitled Godzilla and Human. Uh, the Orglasso sisters set to drop Godzilla on May 28th. Following it up with Human on July 2, there's also a national tour in the works as well. So there you go. Two albums. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. In the space of like a month and a half. Yeah. we They were quiet for like eight years or something. Well, there you now go. they're back and they've got two albums. Well, there you go. Fire. That's where they've been. <laughs> That's where they've been. Eight years worth of album writing. <laughs> Set it out in 2021. Why not? Stick around. Uh, Carly Page joining us inside the next half hour to play a round of True Confessions. Up next, though, the power pick. Uh, we took it back to 2010 this week. 21, uh, 21, 11 years ago. Yep. With some bops. I went with Miley Cyrus, Can't Be Tamed. Mm, good song. Super bass and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed with what got chosen. Oh, really? Week. You oh, like Nick, oh, Nicki Minaj? I'll pick, yeah, oh, I'll take whatever. Oh, shucks. I can do the whole rap. Yeah, I know, because you've done with, it before. With so, my eyes closed. Yes. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> save, it, save it for the Christmas party in, uh, in December, all right? <laughs> We'll do the votes next. And Bryce and Melissa from Married at First Sight on air after seven. Hayden James and Gorgon City teaming up for Foolproof here at Coast FM. You're on the air with Brandon and Lena at 25 to seven. Power pick time. Let's do it. Power. On air with Brandon Atkins. Power pick. All right, good Friday around the coast, around Australia as well. Um, don't know anywhere. I don't know anywhere in the world it wouldn't be Good Friday. <laughs> uh, I hope you're enjoying the start of the long weekend, nonetheless, with mm. whatever you're doing. Meant to be a great weekend weather-wise too, like 27 tomorrow, 26 oh, we've Sunday. Ah, oh, enjoy the sunshine, folks. Um, also, it's power pick time, so hopefully you enjoy uh, the power pick choice. Mm. Um, this week, um, obviously, people get amongst it on Instagram at Brandon Atkins Radio. Um, I've got a song. Lena's got a song. Only one gets chosen. We took it back to 2010 this week, Lena. We did. What did you choose? I chose Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. I went with Miley Cyrus, Can't Be Tamed. And off the back of the E3, I was like, I don't care which one wins. Mm. You know, I like both songs. Yeah, same. I mean, obviously, secretly, I want my song to Mm. win. But if yours won... Lord mind. Yeah, I'm ready for a rap. I'm tallied up the votes. Okay. I'm not even going to announce the song. I'm just going to start play it. Okay. So you'll be blessed. Your ears will be blessed with my rapping. Well, I hate to disappoint you, Lena. (laughs) This is Coast FM 963, live across Australia for your Friday night. Miley Cyrus. If you want to get in touch with us at any time tonight, the number 4322 or make sure you hit us up on the gram at Brandon Atkins Radio. Mm. 
So, Brandon, this week my family, well, my parents have been away on a holiday, well, a much all... needed holiday. They went to Nimbucca Heads. Oh, big deal. What do you mean, big deal? Oh. It's a big deal to them. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. It's all about your mindset. Oh, they're, I suppose. I they're suppose. out there relaxing by the water. It's still, they were... I would have gone to Hamilton Island personally, oh, but, you know. On. That's a lot of money, you know. They actually considered Hamilton Island, but the flights aren't cheap. Yeah, well. So they've been gone, and it's been a little rough for me because... Are you by yourself? Is your brother Oh, there? my brother's there. Oh, He's. What, can you give me some justice <laughs> when I speak? Come on. And, um, yeah, so my brother's there. It's fun. He does, like, really quick meals. But me, I've been struggling. Like, I can't believe how much... I rely on, like, mum and dad's cooking. I, I cook, like, once or twice a week. And then now I'm cooking seven days a week and I'm going insane because I it's such an effort to cook. When you say you cook yeah, for yourself and you're only cooking once or twice a week, are you cooking the same meal every week? No, no, no. no. I cook for everyone once oh. or twice a week. No, but, like, do you cook, like, if it's your night, only you can cook a spag bowl? No. Oh, dad, dad has his signature spaghetti. But no, right. me, I switch it up. So yeah. this week um, I've done nachos. I did corn fritters. Yeah. There's so much not... effort just for one person. Yeah, I know, right? It's so I'm so used to... Like I think... If you're cooking for someone else, yeah, you know, I get it. But if you go into all that effort just for yourself, yes. then you're going to clean up after yourself exactly. too. Then what bother? Yeah, what about you? Do you, I'm just wondering because it's so tempting to do takeout. Like mm. when you're a sole person living by yourself mm. or with someone else, then yeah. It's hard to do takeout, like, but as long as you're not feasting yourself on Maccas and oh, Kofi yeah, all the time. No, no you know, way. Mix it up. Get a bit of Subway, get a bit of uh, Sol Origin. Subway's not even healthy. Yeah, but you've got bread's sa- full of sugar. Yeah, but you know, whatever. I think once a week is a good enough to go out for takeout. Oh, I agree. Yeah, you agree? Oh, I agree. But it's so easy when yeah. you don't have so many people around. I think... Do you want me to come around and cook for you? Oh, that would be great. What would you cook? Um, oh, I'll cook a nice... Uh, oh, I'll do spag bowl. Because I mean, that's yeah. anyone can do spag bowl. Um, I'll do a nice little chicken and rice number mm, uh, with a little bit of cacciatore sauce. Um, is it a, rice made fresh or is it no, out of a bag? Yeah, no, <laughs> Yeah, down the packet. In the microwave? No, 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 like in the pot and boil it in the stove oh. and whatnot. Oh, perfect. Yeah, not, not a microwave person, no. Oh, good. Um, I do a nice little chicken pasta salad kind of thing. So mm. I boil some pasta, uh, cut up a bit of like you know, chicken hot barbecue chook, pop a salad in the thing, mix it up. It's quite healthy. It's nice. a nice summer meal. You know, you know when in summer you don't want to have a hot meal? Yeah. You want something that's a bit cool and refreshing? Yeah. Mm, with a lemonade on the side. Oh, How good. Yeah. Lemonade with an asterisk above it, you know, because you might not have a lemonade. You might have an alcoholic beverage. Oh, hello. Cool, cool, cool. Good good to know. So I want to know, because you live with your partner. So do oh, you guys, Not really, but yeah. So do you guys alternate who cooks or <laughs> how often do you think you have takeout? Um, well, this is the thing. If I'm at Amy's house, her parents will cook. Oh, like so you're the same as me. No, no. You've got the no, comfort no, of... No, no, no. no. Mm. But I can cook if I want to cook. Or yeah, so can anyone else with two heads. Yeah, but if they're making something that, you know, Amy, like, oh, man, we might sit this one out. We'll make something ourselves. Like, for instance, I think her family are on a diet at the moment or they're trying to sort of, you know, get into, get into <laughs> so shape. So you and Amy like, nah, we'll still go KFC. No, 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 no. Because they might have sort of, you're on a strict diet, mm. you know, like mm. it's protein shakes and all this. So oh, if we don't want chicken, you know, we might make, you know, a spag bowl or something, you know. Mm. Um, but I'm the one that cooks between the two. Amy doesn't cook. Nice. She knows how to make brownies, so she comes in handy for dessert. Mm. Um, but when it comes to the important meal, no, that's mm. where I come up and, you know, take the reins a bit. 
It's nice in a relationship when one person can be the cook. Mm. How good. Mm. How good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when do they, when are they back? When are the parents back? Oh, they'll be back on Wednesday. But oh, I'm just like, fine. I can't believe how much I rely on them. It's what, crazy. What's, what day is it now? Friday, it's so Saturday, quiet Sunday, in the Monday. house. My brother's so introverted. So, like, I'm always talking with them. And it's just so quiet. I, like, feel, like, yeah, so independent. I've lived out of home before, but it's just, like, it's been a, a while. It's mm. been, like, two years. So, it's really, like, I have to lock the doors every night and make sure the pets are fed. I know uh, I sound so amateur. Uh, I'm like that, too. <laughs> I'll lock the door. I'll walk two steps away. Forget. Have I locked the door? Go back oh, and lock the door far again. Out. I'm, I've even got into the stage now that I'm checking the stove to check if the things are turned off. You know, all of okay, the Okay, you've lost the plot. And I'm also checking if the iron has been switched off because I feel like that much house ownership <laughs> over the fact that my parents aren't home anymore, that I'm so adamant that everything has to be... Oh, well, look, top notch. Well, look, you've still got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. See how you go over the long weekend. If you if you get stuck for ideas on what to cook, send me a message. Wow. I'll come around. I'll, I'll cook a meal. Wow. Yeah. That would be lovely. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian. So okay, well, then forget it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not coming around. <laughs> oh, boy. I make a mean nachos, though. So oh, well, maybe I'll nice. come around. You can make me something. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Um, stick around. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to a musician by the name of Nora. We'll do that in about 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, next, though, good friend to the show, Carly Page, yes. zooming in from the States. She's going to play a round of True Confessions. Uh, let's do Rita Ora and I'm in Beck now. Love this song. Bang, bang. Here at Coast FM, Carly Page, zooming in next. Here we go. On air with Brandon Atkins. True confessions. Oh, we haven't done this game in a while, Lena. No, a long while now. A long, I can't even remember the last time when we played. It was I think last it was year. Chelsea Berman. Was it? Um, our oh, guest, oh, Chelsea. Geez. Yes, that was like. That was know, like, like 20 years ago. I was about to say six months ago or something. Okay, uh, maybe it's not nice as dramatic as It's nice to have the game back. It is. And when usually either one of us will do it. Yeah. But we've got another guest doing it tonight. Our yes, good friend do. Carly Page. Zooming in from the States. Hello, Carly. Nice to chat with you again. Hello. Oh, I'm back. You are back. <laughs> it's like the unofficial third co-host now. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Can't think of a better co-host, just quietly. Um, true Confessions. Oh, okay. How this is going to work is Carly is going to give us a byline to one story. Uh, we don't know if it's true or we don't know if it's false. Lena and I, we're going to probe Carly with the amount of questions as possible in 60 seconds. Then she's going to give us another scenario, not telling us whether it's true or false. Same deal, another 60 seconds. Then at the end, we're going to decipher, you and I, Lena, which one's true and which one's false. Mm-hmm. Pretty hard, this game. I do remember last time we did bust Chelsea Berman, so I think we well work well as a duo. We do. Busting. Yeah, we do. So, who knows? Maybe we'll trip up Carly. Um, so, Carly, give us the byline to scenario number one. Scenario number one. Is it an option for me to be like, this is a fact about me or a thing I've done in my life? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so a thing about me that I discovered at a pretty young age is I'm double-jointed in, in my hands. Um, yeah, mainly in my left hand. Ooh. And that is my fact. Okay. okay. This is such a strange one because I want to ask her if she can show us because we can see her. Oh, we can. I know we're on Zoom, but 
I don't feel like I can show you. I can't. It might, it might be one of those things. It, maybe who knows? Like it might be one of those things she can't just do on demand. You know, it just happens. Okay. Maybe, right. maybe she saves it for you know cocktails down at the bar and it's like her party, party trick or something. Yep. Right, let's get the clock up. Sixty seconds. Time starts now. Oh, I don't even know what the first. How old is. were you? Did you say when you found out? I feel like so, and my mom has been saying my whole life, like she used to hold my hands when I was little, right. and she thought breaking my hands because they would just bend. So I'm pretty young. So it's your fingers that bend back or what? Yep. <laughs> they bend backwards. Uh, just, you know, just the, th- the thought of hearing, the thought of knowing that or hearing that. <laughs> so she could have been holding her hand the wrong way because... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And if it's at the end, if it's... Is it painful? Yeah, is it painful? It's not painful. Okay. And do you, like, accidentally disjoint your hand? Like, do you, like, you'll be like, oh, shaking someone's hand, and you're like, oh, crap, you know, the hand's broken. When I'm playing the guitar, sometimes things will get a little weird. Yeah. And, like, lock up. I was going to say, does it ha- does it come in handy for anything? You open jars specific ways or... <laughs> stuff? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't okay. know. I don't really oh, about it that time way. is up. Time is up. Time is up. Okay. Oh. I'm calling that the lie. Oh, I don't know. I think that's the lie. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you get... <laughs> seem so freaked out the whole time. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, because like, you know when people crack their hands and their arms, I can't deal with that. That just sends shivers down my mm. spine. Um, okay, Carly, scenario or fact, uh, whatever. Number two. Let's go. What do we got? Um. Most people do not know this about me mm. because I leaned into music. I played soccer for about five years from like middle school and then like freshman and sophomore year. And I was terrible. I was God awful. And I didn't even tell my mom or anybody when my games were happening because I was either like sitting on the bench or just like doing awful. And you'd think that like after a few years, I would have figured it out. But it was just not my thing. Okay. All right. Well. I have the questions ready. Oh, you've oh, you've already thought of them? Yep. Oh, well, I'll start the clock. Time starts now. Was this at school or out of school? In school. In school. And what was the team that you played for? Do you, or was it so long ago you can't remember? Uh, um, Jesus. I mean, in middle school, it was just kind of like, what was my middle school? Western Sky Middle School. We were like the... Thunderbirds. What yeah, was your I position? Yeah. Great TV show. Your position normally. What was that? You cut Center out. Field. Oh, center field. Center field. Right. Okay. Um, and you did this for five years. So when they'd ask you when your games were on, what, what did you say? You're like, oh no, we're gonna buy the seat this this round. I mean, my mom would come sometimes, but for the most part, I would just be like, Mom, there's, there's no point. I am either sitting off of the field or doing terrible. And in the US, did you have any halftime treats? Because in Australia, we have frozen oranges. <laughs> um, no, I mean, we would always kind of like run and grab like Doritos or like Icy's and stuff like that. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Time's up. Time's up. God, those minutes just, just flew by. Mm. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Which is, it probably stopped this game. You're going to lie. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. Those that were actually convincing, both. Mm, well, I think, they, I think they were convincing because she was a bit vague with both of them. Yeah, well, that's the point, Lena. Yeah. She'd be vague, so she and doesn't so give it away. It did, 
I was convinced about the second one until she was like, oh, at halftime we kind of went and got Doritos and I was like, oh. I love to, oh, can't argue with Doritos. <laughs> love Doritos. I oh. still think the first one's a lie. You reckon the first one, so the disjointed hands, she can't do but that. Then, yeah. But then soccer's so plausible. Like, you know, anyone can play she does soccer. Look, I, re- I can see her playing soccer. You reckon? A green and white jersey for some reason is popping in my mind. Green and white? <laughs> Some call me a psychic, but I don't know. We're not, so. <laughs> well, until Carly tells us. <laughs> well, Carly, where, uh, wh- what do you think? I reckon number one's a lie. Same. So, were you lying about the disjointed hands, or could you actually do that? that that's the truth. <laughs> You're oh! joking. Oh, my. Wow. Oh. Okay, so can you show up? <gasps> my hands oh, are just my really God. Oh but my. here's one see ya. You I'm did going, no come back. No, you I'm did going. so well, Carly. Oh my god. Are you talking about you not thinking <sighs> that you can lie? That was so good. <sighs> okay. So oh no. this is my Oh my god. Could... <laughs> well done, Carly. Well done, Carly. Great that lying. was brilliant. Thanks for playing. That was brilliant. And it's all Three past seven for your Good Friday. Big second hour of the show. Bryce and Melissa from Married at First Sight phoning through soon. And Sydney musician Nora zooming in later this hour. Yes, we've got Song Association. And Brandon, tonight you are under the pump. Let's hear what you got from this ex-career as a singer-songwriter. Well, (laughs) no, I did. Well, look, I did sing in the year six musical, so. So it's time to shine, baby. Yeah, time to shine. Are you ready? 15 years later. Yeah, go on. What have we got? You ready? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Time is ready? Oh, no, thank you for reminding me. I'm in my own little world here. Got to put the timer up. All right, there we go. (laughs) Money. I got money on my mind. I got money on my mind. It's okay, fine. Oh, right. I'm an artist. Okay, cool. Stop. Stop right now. Beautiful. Thank you very beautiful. much. Beautiful. Hey, beautiful, 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 beautiful <laughs> angel. <laughs> hands. Worse. I can't keep my hands to myself. Feel. Feel? Yeah. Um, I just want to feel this moment. Come. What? Come. Um, come and get it. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. Wow. Girl. This girl is on fire. Have we lost our listeners yet? Drop. Um, our listeners have dropped. Oh, no, no <laughs> drop. I have to pass that one. I think it's one. Drop it like it's hot. Oh. Okay. Floor. Everybody turn to get on the floor. Dream. Um, mm, no, lost. Time's up. Time's up. Don't dream it's over. Okay. Our crowded house isn't our audience, Lena. Sorry. So you got, well, you should know on this classic hits radio (laughs) station, um, you got eight out of... Nine. Wait, eight out of ten. I don't know. It's not good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. No, I just feel a bit disappointed by that one. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel disappointed. Because last time you got like 11 out of 11 or something crazy. I know. And then for the five-second rule game a few weeks back, I got like like 25 right. Well, you got to show us that you're human too and that you fail (sighs) when you really got eight out of ten. This is 80%. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, considering the market score I wanted was 85%. Yeah, so failed there. The market school you wanted. Yeah, I always always strived at school to get 85% in, in assignments and essays. That's a great benchmark. Yeah, never quite got there. 
Oh, I did for some subjects. Usually I was at 80. What was your best subject? English and business studies. Mm, nice. Mm. Anyways. But uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm disappointed about song, that song association game. Uh, I feel like I could have done better there. You need there. to brush up on your classic kids. I do. Need to, I need <laughs> to put Crowded House um, on loop this long weekend. <laughs> Thanks for that, Lena. Thanks for That's embarrassing right. me like that. <laughs> Um, stick around next. Bryce and Melissa from Married at First Sight phoning through to talk about another explosive week on the show. Getting us there. Adam Levine, Jason Derulo. This is Lifestyle. Derulo. Right, it's the On Air with Brandon Atkins show for your Friday night. Another explosive week on Married at First Sight. Uh, let's talk all things maths with Bryce and Melissa now. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Uh, Melissa, it's nice to meet you. Bryce, I've spoken to you a few times. So, Melissa, it's nice to have the chance to chat with you. Um, what's, what's it been like for you watching back uh, Married at First Sight, reliving the drama and whatnot? How are you coping? Uh, actually, I haven't been watching it back. It's been me- better for my mental health if I don't. So mm. I've just been getting a bit of a play-by-play from everybody. But I've lived this before, so I don't need to watch it again. And it's it's better for me if I don't. Yeah, uh, I love that approach. I mean, because you don't want to sort of bring up bad memories on purpose. Like if you can avoid it, avoid it at all costs. Uh, that's good. I'm glad you sort of you know stick staying away from all that, um, Bryce. Last week when we spoke, in fact, over the last couple of weeks when we've spoken, uh, you've been saying, oh, we're going to see a new Bryce, you know, he's going to change. I feel like Australia is going to love him. And I've been waiting for this this sort of, you know, this coming of the Messiah, so to speak. And it hasn't happened yet because I feel like Australia is still hating on you for your treatment of others and their experiment. So much so, I'm waiting for an, an announcement on the show that you, you're leaving radio for good and you're going to set up an excavation business because you're so good at digging holes for yourself, why not make a profession out of it? Um, oh, I don't know if anyone was ever going to love me on this show. I was pretty <laughs> realistic to that, but I think what we've sort of seen is that, uh, how loyal I am towards Melissa on the experiment. That's mm. what I've always meant. Uh, going forward, people can obviously say, oh, like, you're into you're not into it from things you've set to start the experiment, but one thing I am is very loyal, and I think that's definitely shining through at the moment. Mm. I think so too. I think you are quite loyal to Melissa. You're always having her back, and, you know, Melissa's very loyal to uh, yourself, Bryce, as well. Um, what has the dynamic been like, Melissa, at the couple's retreat? I know we've seen you guys sort of... Uh, you know, sort of uh, exit, so remove yourself from the group. You stayed at the guest house. How was that like? Was that sort of nice, sort of being away from the group, Melissa? Yeah, it definitely was. It was great being away from everybody. You could see from the moment we arrived in that first night where everything kind of blew up that uh, it wasn't going to go well for us being amongst the other the other people in the experiment. Mm. So most of the time it was best for us to remove ourselves and actually focus on what we came into the experiment for, which was each other. And we actually grew closer even amongst all that carnage. It was better for us to actually spend time with each other and uh, trying to mend whatever drama we'd just gotten ourselves involved in. And, and it was good for us. Yeah, I love that. Like You can see that you guys have become closer. And what I love about you, Melissa, in recent weeks on the show, we've seen you, you know, sort of pipe up a little bit. You've stood your ground. You, you've said your two-piece worth in front of everyone. Um, is it safe to say in elements of the show you grew as a person, you know, being able to stand up for yourself in front of a group of people, defend yourself, defend Bryce? Is it safe to say that? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely came out of my show a little bit more. I, I never will be a, a very confident person ever. It's just not in my nature. But there were definitely times that I, I I'm, I'm sure that people were waiting for me to speak up and I, I don't, mm. but it, it's just who I am. So those moments that I did actually stand up for Bryce and our relationship and actually speak out because people honestly weren't seeing what was happening behind closed doors. I, I felt it was necessary. Mm. A lot of the time, though, I think it did kind of fall on deaf ears amongst the group because eh, it tends to open up the door to, to rehash old drama. But I'm happy with how I handled myself and and how I defended us as a couple. Mm. It's funny because, you know, as my background, you know, I'm obviously I'm a radio presenter, I've been doing this six years, but I'm also yeah. a journalist. So I kind of sort of, I don't like picking sides if I have to. And it's funny, being in radio, and Bryce, you know this too, you know, things can get over-exaggerated for the element of content and the element for the audience. And what I feel like Australia misses half the time is that you guys film probably 12, 13, 14 hours a day worth of content and we're only seeing 90-minute episodes three times a week. So I feel like things sort of get perpetuated out of water sometimes. Um, Bryce, the only friend you really have left in the experiment besides Melissa is Jason. Um, And it seems like this week things have boiled over in your friendship regarding Alana standing up for Jason and him perpetuating himself into the drama. Uh, Do we ever see the relationship, uh, not relationship, the friendship strain between the two of you? No, one thing you'll see is... uh Mine and Jason's friendship is oh, thicker than ever. Mm. And look, there's obviously issues between him and Alana that stem further than what we've seen, I guess, on camera. Yeah. Um, but I won't get into that because it's not my side of things to say. Um, I'm sure Jason will talk about that at one point. But mm. um, yeah, look, now him and I were supposed to be best mates from the get-go. Him and I literally are almost the exact same person, except he sort of comes across him like a good bloke and I look like a bit of a d- so uh, I think if you match, I probably could have had his storyline. He could have had mine, and it would have been no different because we're pretty much the same person. So, uh, no, nah, he's a good bloke. No, he is. He seems like a really nice bloke. Um, Bryce, I want to talk, take a second to talk about what happened on Tuesday night at the par- pizza party, right? You know, a bit of a boring pizza party, but, you know, Johnny and Kerry, they tried their best. Um, you got you, you sort of got in front of the group and you sort of apologised, and I use that in inverted commas, you know, saying Jake's the king and Beck's the queen, and you lent into Beck uh, for a kiss on the cheek. And there's been uh, a few sort of uh, things I've seen on Twitter and uh, Facebook in, you know, since that's happened about you sexually assaulting Beck. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, look, if that's uh, sexual assault, then I think people need to sort of revisit the definition of that. Um, yeah, it was a smart-ass act, and if I had my time again, would I do it? Uh, probably not, because I shouldn't have given any time with data Rebecca or Jake, to be fair. But, uh, look, when people don't give you any sort of attempt of an apology from the other side of the fence, then I at least attempted to give some sort of apology. Mm. Uh, I think that's the, the more important issue at hand. Mm. Melissa, do you think Bryce handled himself okay at that pizza party? Uh, I, I don't know if it's shown or not, but we definitely had a discussion about it. I said, oh, why did you do that? That was such a, that was such a d- move. No, it actually, um, no, no, that actually wasn't shown on, on TV. So give us a bit more of an insight into, that, into the conversation you guys had. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was the extent of the conversation. It was more just, you know, what, what were you thinking in that moment? But um, yeah, I could definitely tell that, you know, after Bryce's apology, the group just wasn't buying it, and 
And then Jake basically, you know, started having a go at Bryce, just saying, you know, they were done with, you know, trying to get through to him. And and then Bryce went around and was just being a smartass, like we saw with um, him trying to shake Jake's hand. It was just, uh, you know, a, a flow-on reaction of what he did. So, mm. yeah, just a, he knows it was very silly, but... There was obviously no ill intent behind it. And no. For people to say that, it's um, very disappointing. But, yeah, sure I, move, Bryce. All right, well, I guess we'll see how the rest of the week pans out. Married at First Sight continues next week on Channel 9. Bryce and Melissa, thanks so much for chatting. Thank you. Right. Cheers, mate. Bye, Sorry. guys. See ya. Sorry, bye. All right, stick around. Sydney musician Nora zooming in in the next 15 minutes. We'll also get her new song on air, Don't Make Me Found. Dua Lipa and Baby now with Levitating here at Coast FM, 16 after 7. Sunny tomorrow, tops of 27. That one, Joel Corey and Ray teaming up for bed. They'll be zooming into the show next week. DJ turning loud. Live from our Gosford studios. Across the central coast and around the world. World's famous. On air with Brendan Atkins Show. Yeah. All right, Lena, I don't know if you've been watching the news in the last few weeks, but have you been keeping up to date on what's happening in the Suez Canal with this ship that's stuck there? No. No, you're kidding, right? No, I haven't. Okay, so... Cut a long story short, there's this ship that's like the size of the Empire State Building that's been blocking this canal because it's, it's like run aground, right? Mm. The canal was literally so small, only one ship can get through at a time. Mm. And it's blocking it. And there's like 200 ships on either side that can't get past. And it's, it's like a critical waterway where like oil comes through, a lot of trade comes through. And it's expected, it's, it's like costing people $400 million a day, an hour, sorry, that it's closed. Because nothing can get through, right? And it got me thinking, right? When's a time that you've been stuck or you've gotten stuck somewhere? <laughs> Great inspiration there, Brandon. Well, it took me back to a time... Oh, we're going back at least 15, 16 years. I actually got my hand wedged in a train door. Mm. Have I told you the story? Yeah. Oh, have yeah. I told you this? Okay, yeah. So, people who haven't heard this before, uh, <laughs> I decided, you know... Um, when I was, I don't know, eight, I'd go into the city with my nan. I was on one of those silver, old silver set trains. I had my hand up against the door. Thought I'd be, you know, heroic and help push the door open when I got to the station. Next minute, my hand disappeared into the shaft and I blocked the train line for half an hour as I tried to get my hand out. Was it really half an hour? Yeah, it was about half an hour. I blocked the train Jeez. line. Thank God it wasn't peak hour. Someone Jeez. probably missed their vital interview for that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Didn't oh, get their dream job. Has it been somewhere where you've gotten stuck? You've yes. got your head lodged somewhere that you shouldn't have? As a kid, I got my head lodged between uh, in a staircase. So my uncle had to cut my head free. And um, I also got stuck at Bunnings Warehouse in the elevator. Esca- yeah, elevator. 45 minutes. They had to get a rescue team. Right, how did you get stuck in there? Uh, my brother and I were playing around with it, going up and down while my mum and dad were in Bunnings. Okay, well, you asked for that yeah, one. Yeah, we deserved, did. You we deserved did. that. We did. No, it's just, it's just... Well, with a friend of my brother's and he had bad gas issues, so it wasn't a pleasant experience uh. <laughs> at all. And I, at that age, I was so like... I'm so naive thinking that once we come out, there'd be like some heroic, like, oh, oh like, what, you a think clap Peter Overton's there from nine years uh, waiting for a yeah, report? I thought there'd be like some clap or something. Mum's like, right, get in the car now. Yeah, I would be too. And I remember it was around Easter as well, and she was like, right, no Easter eggs oh. for you two. So the anniversary of the incident's coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, man. Great time. How old were you again? Oh, I would have been 11 or something. Yeah, deserved so it. Should have known better. Yeah, well. I put this call out on Instagram during the week. Yeah. 
on when did you get stuck, mm-hmm. all right? Lee from Concord West, when I was two, I organised the other pupils at my school into a military-style column to march around the schoolyard. Since I was going to lead them, I needed a leader-style uh, hat. There was a tin bucket in the sandbox. I made it an ex- it, thought it made an excellent hat. However, the tin handle of the bucket got stuck around my chin. The preschool teachers couldn't get my, it off my head, so they summoned my mother from work. She was uh, a hospital nurse nearby. As reported by witnesses, it took my mother very little time to get the bucket off my head with a yank. Oh. Imagine that. Wow. No playing with your Thomas the Tank Engine when you get home. Oh, that would be so scary. Campbell from Victoria Point, which I think is just outside of Brisbane, uh, he got stuck headfirst in a tight, narrow hole under an uprooted tree after being thrown off a mountain bike. That's one... Oh, my gosh. That's one elaborate... He got his head stuck underneath a tree. Under a tree root. That is so scary. I wonder if he like got claustrophobic or something after that. Hopefully, he was wearing an Apple Watch so that he could double tap it. Oh yes, of course, yes. And Mia from Bado Bay said, "I got stuck in a tree which was slightly hanging off the edge of a cliff." I was uh, I was high as a kite, let's say, uh, with my friends, and we climbed the tree a little bit. I realised halfway through that I was deadly afraid of heights, so I panicked. My friend had to guide me out of the tree. It took about 20 minutes to get out. Never again have I climbed a tree. <laughs> That's funny. I like that one. It's such a funny experience climbing a tree as an adult. I've done it as an adult, and you kind of like, you kind of... Because it's the part of your kid nature to want to do that. Mm. And then when you're up there, I remember thinking like, why am I up here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you sheer... just feel like doing it. And then when you jump down, you get that feeling in your feet, you know, when you jump off something really high yeah. and it hurts mm. and it, like, rushes up your body. You get this like, sheer feeling. amount of energy to go, I'm climbing the tree halfway through. What the hell am I up here Yeah, for? why am I doing this? I love it. If you've got a story, um, you can share it with us on Insta at Brandon Atkins Radio or give us a bell, 4322-0072. Up soon, Nora, zooming into the show and we'll squeeze in new music Friday between now and 8. <laughs> Around Australia, you're locked on to Coast FM 963 and coastfm.org.au. Nora, don't make me found. There's only one. On air with Brandon Atkins. Music is all I need. It's the On Air with Brandon Atkins show for your Friday. Time for some new music. Well, not semi-new music, I suppose. This is from a Sydney musician called Nora. The song's called Don't Make Me Found. You would have just heard it then. Absolutely. Uh, the artist herself zooming into the show now. Hello, Nora. How are you? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you going? Very good. I hear this is your first radio interview, so I'll go gently on you. Um, <laughs> thanks. Don't make me found. As I said, brilliant, Bob. Absolutely loving it. From the title of the song, I got a sense it was like a game of hide and seek. Don't make me found. I don't know why. Just associate it with hide and seek. I assume there's no correspondence or correlation there. No, not about hide and seek, actually, but um, it's a good guess. It's one I haven't heard before, so creative. (laughs) I like it. Um, (laughs) No, but I do get lots of questions about the title. I know it's not the most straightforward um, idea. Mm, Okay, well, what's the title based on then? So I guess the inspiration is it's the song in itself is like an explode the moment of when you meet that certain someone or like you're friends with them specifically if it was the case for me and it turns into something more and you're like lost in that moment and you don't want that moment to end and it's like don't don't ruin this for me like i'm living this okay uh, oh okay I, I know exactly what you feel it takes me back to high school kind of a thing you know when you're, <laughs> when you're friends with someone for like five or six years and then something you know 
comes to fruition out of it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, is that still the case with you? Are you still, uh, is that still a thing or was that sort of, was it in the moment kind of thing and it's gone? Uh, well, I'm still dating the person it's about, so we're doing well. <laughs> and, how, and how do they find the uh, song, if you have kind of been about you and, and the situation and whatnot and about them? I, no, he's always, he's been a big backer of it from the start, so I think he's okay with it. <laughs> God, I love that. I love that. Hey, this song, very 90s, noughties, bop vibe. That's what I get from it. It's, it. I feel a sense of nostalgia listening to it. I feel like, oh, you know, I've just, it's 2004 and I've just put on the radio, you know. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Is that kind of what you were sort of hoping to achieve from this track? Yeah, um... I guess I went into it from I'm a big lover of like dance music and also sort of pop vibes. And I think well, working with Chelsea Warner definitely would have um, sort of influenced that as well because she's very much into the sort of little bit 2000s R&B vibes oh, in I her know. production. She's amazing, is beautiful. Isn't oh, what a girl. Like, oh, love her to death. Oh, I, no, it's, I think it's perfect that you've teamed up with Chelsea to get that vibe. As you said, like her, a lot of her music is very sort of old school R&B, 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 what am I talking about? <laughs> R&B vibes. Like, you know, you talk about her track, uh, How Come You Don't Pick Up The Phone. Oh, oh, that just takes me back, you know, to, I don't know when, takes me back somewhere. Um, but that, <laughs> but that's what I've got from your track. And I love how brilliantly it's been executed in that way. Thanks so much. Yeah, I mean... Definitely Chelsea's also just thank for that. Um, she really brought her flavour to it and I feel like we gelled so well as like a duo working on it. Love so, yeah, that. it was so great. Love that. How how would you kind of derive your musical influence? Who influences you the most? Apart from Chelsea. Um, <laughs> apart from Chelsea. Um, I think well, probably one of the key influences, particularly on this track, was Dua Lipa and like her future oh. nostalgia, like sort of taking it back oh, vibes, cool. but also like modern dance pop at the same time. That was really where I was sort of drawing from. Mm -hmm. um, but various other um, artists, both like close to home and far, further away, obviously like um, with Dua Lipa comes like Calvin Harris from One Kiss, which is another big song of hers that I love. Oh. Yeah, all that sort of like um, your classic dance pop um, like vibes are what I was all about. I also love Vera Blue and Last Things that are close to home in Australia, um, yeah. I feel like you and I are like long lost friends that have never been friends, but should <laughs> our musical tastes are very similar. Like I'm very pop, very dance, you know, EDM almost like it's people don't assume that for me. And then eighties as well. Like I love eighties music randomly, but like pop and dance is where it's at for me. So those, uh, I, now that I hear the song, now that I've heard the song, I should say, I can sense the Dua, Lastlings vibe there, and it's, it, as I said, it's getting brilliantly executed. I've also done a bit of research on you, and this sort of just, it mind boggles me, right? So, you kind of would, I kind of would say you're new to the pop dance sort of genre, based on the fact that you were studying or have done opera in the past, correct me if I'm wrong, no, you're very much correct. I'm actually still studying um, a classical voice degree at the Conservatory of Music. Now, so, yeah, opera. How <laughs> does one one day sit there and, you know, is learning Beethoven and then decides, no, nah, I want to do Dua Lipa kind of things. Like, how do you get from Beethoven to Dua? Yeah, um, so I guess I really loved, like, dance music in my own time, the whole way through. Like, it wasn't just a sudden, like, actually, let's let's do pop music, you know? 
Um, I had always loved seeing it in my spare time and classical just happened to be what I found myself studying and what I'd had the most professional experience in, I guess, before. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, always seeing pop stuff on the side and then ISO came and I was like, you know what, like, I've got so much spare time, what am I going to do with it? Like, let's sit down and start writing some songs and um, dance music was sort of what I started to really vibe with. It wasn't, I don't know, I couldn't see myself writing a new classical aria, um, but... <laughs> No, I, I sat down and that was sort of what I really got into over my ISO period, just writing songs and yeah, um, the inspiration we were talking about before is what really spoke with me and what came out in my music. I love that. I love that. Just hearing that is like, pardon the pun, music to my ears. I love that you've kind of sort of, you know, discovered yourself a bit in isolation and discovered, you know, different genres. And, you know, I think it's important, you know, in these, this day and age for musicians to sort of be a bit more versatile in genres, you know, don't stick yourself to one sort of thing. And you see that when like musicians release albums, you know, sometimes they release like a real dance, you know, um, pop sort of track. And then all of a sudden it's some like indie alternative song. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I definitely wouldn't like pigeonhole myself for the future to dance pop either. I feel like I'm really just trying to explore like this new side of music that I'm getting into and yeah, seeing where it takes me. I love that. And also something that just mind boggles me too, that just fits into this whole twisted roller coaster of music genre is that your first concert was Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> um, that, that was my dad's choice, actually. He needed someone to go with him. That was that was me, yours truly. <laughs> well, look, nothing um, wrong with Bon Jovi, Molly. He's, he's a legend in his own right. Yeah, no, I guess I grew up on all my parents' 80s music tastes. So Madonna was also like a massive influence in my early life. Not also bad. loved Kylie Minogue, obviously. Uh, of course, of course got us um, Australians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they were all my early concerts, like um, classic 80s um, groups and singers. So yeah, started them and then here we are. <laughs> Nora, what can we expect from you this year? Because this track I'm in love with and I don't know if you can top it. And that's the comp, I mean that in the sincerest compliments because it's a brilliant track. Oh, thanks so I'm much. Sure, wow. I'm, sure you can, I'm sure you can top it, but like, what do you have in, like, what do you have in, uh, in mind this year yeah for sure um, I'm obviously in my last year of uni and that has meant I'm getting to work with some great new people with like um, producers and instrumentalists on projects for our final year so we basically just spend the whole year making music which is pretty exciting for me um, and so I'm really excited to get some other people's influence on my sound and that sort of thing over the next few months working with them but also I've been writing heaps on um, my own just getting out new stuff. And yeah, it's definitely not just confined to that dance pop, but there is a lot of that in there. Um, still still not quite decided what's coming next specifically, but it'll be soon. And I'm really hopeful you'll like it just as much. <laughs> well, I hope so too, because Don't Make Me Found, it, as I said, I can't stop raving about it. It's absolutely brilliant. It's the perfect pop and dance tune to get your Friday night sorted. You can uh, stream the song now on Spotify and Apple Music. Wherever you get your music, it is there. Nora, pleasure to meet you. You are an absolute gem. And uh, look, I can't wait to see what you, what you produce later this year. And uh, no doubt I'll be the first to know and uh, hopefully I'm the, I'm the first to play it as well. 
Oh, stop it. Thanks so much for having me on. Had a blast. And if you've missed any of our chats from tonight, don't forget to podcast us. Just search On Air with Brandon Atkins. Troy Savan and Casey Musgraves on air now with Easy. The new one from Alessa, Going Dumb. Music. To eight for your good Friday. Time for New Music Friday. Let's jump straight into it, shall we? First offering comes to us from Sydney-based group Glades. This one's called Limbo. It's a real nice feel-good bop. It's a follow-up to their other release back in February, Dancing in the Mirror. Changing gears a bit to renowned DJ Don Diablo. This is his latest offering, Eyes Closed. I guarantee this track will be playing at all the clubs and bars in the very near future now that we can dance again. It is such a bop. I can feel myself dancing to it right now in my seat. Lastly tonight, Timmy Trumpet and Afrojack have collaborated for this one. It is called Stay Mine. This track just screams summer vibes. It is absolutely brilliant. I implore you to get around this track immediately. few other releases today as well. The follow-up to Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License, Deja Vu, Sia and Deadmau5 also releasing music as well. So make sure you check out New Music Friday on Spotify now. Friday. Friday. Flashback. Yes, time for the flashback. Taking it back a few years with Kesha, Your Love Is My Drug. We'll wrap up the show next. There's only one show you plug into on a Friday night. Friday night. On air with Brandon Atkins. Now let's get this party started. What a nice feel-good Friday flashback. Oh, sure was. I forgot Kesha existed. Yeah, she came back a couple years ago, but she's, she's gone again. quiet again. Off the grid. Oh, she was great. Did you ever listen to that album? Uh, which one was it? The first album, Animal? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Take It Off is a good song. Do you know uh, Stephen? It's Stephen. Stephen. Nah. That song? The way you said it was like, do you know Steven Spielberg? Like, no. <laughs> it's a great song. It's it's a bit dirty, so I didn't want to put it on there, but it's great. Wow, so I've got to listen to Crowded House. Yeah, Kesha. And, and Kesha. Stephen. I reckon you'll love Stephen. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have a little listen this long weekend. But we're into the long weekend now officially. It's beautiful weather this week. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Time of- to get outdoors for once. Well, it's 27 tomorrow, 25 on Sunday. Mm. Sunny. Not like bad at all. It's brilliant. The Easter Bunny's going to have a field gonna day. going to have an Easter egg hunt. I'm setting it up for my little cousin. Is that right? Can't wait. Might dress up too. Who knows? Oh, see how excited you. I get. Oh, great. Oh, it's so great to see little kids at festive events. Like, they mm. make it all exciting. Yes, you don't have any little ones, do you? Not anymore, life? no. They're all 15 Maybe you're going to have 11. some of your own. No. <laughs> I know where you're going with that, no. <laughs> no, but she's three years old. She's just so, it's just so much fun to see how excited they get at that age. Let me get my own life sorted first before I think about, yeah, you know, give looking a after years someone else. And you'll get excited about Easter again when you have a little... I'm excited about minion. Easter all the time. I love chocolate. Little baby. Although I'm not, I'm not really overly excited for Easter this year. I just, I think I've just turned off 
chocolate at the moment. Eaten too much beforehand. Yeah. Nah. Oh, well. <laughs> and even my, my siblings, they came up to me the other day and they're like, Brandon, we don't want Easter eggs this year. Just give us $10. Just give us $10. Oh, my gosh. Well, excuse me. Just give us $10. Very cocky. Very yeah. much related to Brandon. I yeah, think. well, you know, they get that from Just me. Just give so. us $10. I'm <laughs> like, screw you. <laughs> go get a job. Go, go hand out some newspapers and make a buck. Yeah, that's how I started, handing out newspapers. It's, really? Yep. Wow. You can learn from the best. I'm surprised you could survive in a job where you didn't talk to anyone. Excuse me? I'm surprised that you survived in a job where you weren't talking to anyone. Oh, no, I talked to people. You mean, excuse me, are you offended? Oh, I thought the way you said it was like, um, you know, you talk too much so you got fired. Which said that, right? <laughs> Who? I mean... I heard that wrong. My you're mistake. completely social and, like, doing a job where there's no interactions, you'd be dead bored. Yeah, well, I heard that wrong, so my, my <laughs> no, apologies. No, no worries. Anyways. Uh, look, we'll, we'll get out of here. Yeah. Um, it's a long weekend. Sit we've, back and relax, finally. Yeah, yeah we've, we've had enough. We want to relax. So uh, have a great long weekend. Uh, I know it means uh, different things to different people this long weekend, so enjoy it in whatever capacity you celebrated in. What a beautiful outro. Um, have yourselves, yeah, a great long weekend. Stay safe. <laughs> just in case you didn't hear just, it the first time. Just in case time. you didn't hear it the first time. Uh, double demerits in force too, so, you know, take it a easy on the roads. Good reminder for us all. Yeah, take it easy on the roads. We'll catch you next week. Uh, until then, have a great one. Bye. On air. Ah. With Brandon Atkins.